What do you get when you fall in love? Too much pain and too much sorrow. So I'll wait until tomorrow before I ever fall in love again. Something like that. <laughs> Showing my age, it's a very old song. Here's a great question. Is love important to you, your love relationships? And it's been suggested by the experts that love is one of the most basic human needs. We can't live without it. We need to feel loved and we need to love. So why is it so complicated? And you only have to listen to the millions of love songs in the world that have been written about real life situations to know that love can be very complicated. So if I want to have great relationships, great love relationships, what does that actually mean? And it could be a bazillion dollar question. But something that I was taught a very long time ago and something I've been considering every single day because people talk to me every day about their relationships. Often when you ask somebody, how is your life going? Do you love your life? One of the missing aspects is relationships. So either I'm single and I can't find the right person for me or I'm in a relationship and they're not the right person for me or I want to get out of this relationship because they're a terrible person for me. So what do you do if you're in any of those situations? And the first question I always ask is this, do you love who you are? Because if nobody else loves you, but you love you, could that be a really nice place to be? You'll never be lonely. You'll never have to have somebody to go out to dinner with or go to the movies with or, or be with because you like being with yourself. So the first question is always, what kind of person am I? Do I love who I am? Do I respect myself? And if I want to attract great people into my life, uh, what kind of person do I have to be to attract those people? And I always use the example, uh, if I want to have a funny person in my life, I have to have a sense of humor. If I want to have an intelligent person in my life, I have to be studying and training and learning and constantly growing my brain. If I want a fit, healthy, strong person in my life, I need to be healthy, fit and strong. So could love relationships have a lot more to do with us than we than they do with other people? Do we often blame other people, like he's a terrible person or she treated me badly or this relationship was never going to work because he or she are really selfish? Uh, it's always easy to blame the external. But the thing that I was <laughs> harshly taught is that any person that's in my life, I get to put them there. And if somebody's treating me badly, then is that my challenge, not theirs? Uh, the person that treats me badly, that is obviously a person that treats people badly. That's who they are. I can't control that, but I can control whether or not I have them in my life. So first question is, uh, who am I? What kind of person do I need to be to be loved? Do I love myself? And then whatever person I want to attract into my life, could it be really important that I become that kind of a person so I am attractive? And perhaps very harsh questions. The other great gift I was given in regards to relationships, and I'm sharing, I'm not a relationship expert, of course, but I'm an old lady. I've lived on the planet a long time. I've managed health clubs all over the world. I've been a personal exercise coach for thousands of people. I've been a director of an education college now for a very long time. And most conversations that I have have something to do with relationships. So people share with me, and because I'm genuinely interested, people share a lot about their lives with me. And a lot of that has, to, as I shared before, has to do with relationships. So of course I've picked up some tips, but 
I have some neuroscientists in my life, some psychologists and psychiatrists, and I often talk to them. We brainstorm about relationships because it seems that that big part of those four big parts of life, the reason that Romax is here every day, healthy, fit and strong, career or business that you love, be financially free and have great relationships. The relationship part tends to be the tricky one because the first three you can control yourself. You can choose to be healthy, fit and strong. You can choose to have a career or business that you love. You can choose to be financially free. But what other people do, we can't choose that. They're just going to do what they do. But I'll ask that question again. Do we get to choose whether or not we have them in our life? And of course, the answer is yes. So the next question is, uh, what does love actually mean to me? And if, if we ask a million people, we'll probably get a million different answers because all, as I shared, all the love songs talk about love differently. We talk about loving ice cream, loving a beautiful sunny day, loving going to the beach, loving our puppy dogs, loving a great smell. There's a lots, lots of things that we love. So if I go to the opposite, that might give us a bit of an idea. It's been suggested that the opposite to love is not hate because I always ask, what do you think the opposite to love is? And people always say hate straight away. But as the neuroscientists will share with me, when they study the impulses, impulses in your brain, in my brain, when we talk about love and hate, they're very similar because they're very powerful emotions. So the neurotransmitters that produce both of, both of those emotions are very strong. So it's been suggested that the opposite to love is a word that to me is a pretty ugly one, indifference. If I have no feelings for you at all, I'm indifferent to you. So what you do doesn't matter, I don't care. That seems to be the opposite to love. So if you've got people in your life that you are not indifferent to, you care about them, then it's been suggested that you're heading towards that love relationship. So, And I always use this example, it's an ugly one, but it proves this point very, very clearly. If I find my husband and my best friend in bed together, yuck, horrible, that could be a very ugly experience and I could get very angry. So I love my best friend, I love my husband, but now I found them in a very ugly situation. So now I hate them both. Uh, it's not a, uh, this indifference is nowhere to be found there. I'm really angry, I have very strong emotions. So I, don't I may not love them anymore, and I always say, isn't it great that I found out? Because obviously I don't want to be married to a man that sleeps with my best friend, and that's obviously not my best friend. But will there come a time in history, it might take a month, a year, 10 years, 20 years, that I could see the two of them together, and there's no emotion at all? They might even be married with children, and I just look at them and go, nah, I feel nothing. Well, that's what indifference is. I have no emotion, no feeling whatsoever. If I see that same two people in 10 years' time and I'm still angry, obviously I'm not indifferent to them and there is still an emotional connection. So let's use those two words, emotional connection, I feel something, because that's what emotions are, aren't they? They're feelings. So if you feel something for somebody, whatever that feeling is, do you want to make that relationship better or do you need to, to stop it, change it, get rid of it? So you might be angry with somebody, so you need to get them out of your life. So it's been suggested if you want to build relationships that you have to invest time there. And if you want to stop a relationship, it's best to get the hell out of there. Stop spending time there. Stop giving that person headspace. So whether you see them face to face or that great expression, they're living rent-free in your head, don't even charge them rent, just evict them and hoik them out so that you can move on. Could that be a good idea? 
So if you love somebody, if you care about somebody, if you want that relationship to keep building, how do you do that? And again, the neuroscientists are pretty strong on this one, as are the relationship experts, the psychologists and psychiatrists. We often talk about the relationship being about the other person. Is it possible, again, that it's got nothing to do with the other person? I have to be a great person. And if my relationship's not working, I could blame the other person, but where will that get me? I've got that, I'm blaming something that I have no control over because that's another person. I have full control over me. So I can change, uh, become different, become better, more logical, wiser, stronger, tougher to suit the relationship. Or I can decide who I'm going to be. And that's why I always use that beautiful uh, experience. And if you haven't done it yet, please take yourself through it, which is pick five words to describe who you are. And it doesn't have to be five, of course, it can be three or 23. But decide who you're going to be. Who am I? What do I stand for? What are my core values? What's important to me? What would I die for? And be that person. And if the people in your life don't like that, why would you change to suit? Why would you sacrifice or compromise who you are to try and please other people? Is it possible that if you decide who you are and you be that person, if you decide, and I use my five words, tough and fair, positive, stylish, disciplined and professional. And if somebody loves that person and that means they love me, then maybe we can make a connection. But if that person wants to change me, make me better, make me different, and that's one of the challenges that I always ask women, because women do say that to me. I've never heard a man say this, but maybe they do, but women say this to me all the time. He's a great guy, but wait till I change him. He's a lovely fellow, but I've got a lot of things about him that need to be different before I can have a relationship with him. Or I'll marry him, I'll have a relationship with him, but I'm going to change him. And I use the male-female relationship there for a reason, because men are different. (laughs) Their brains work differently. Women think differently where we tend to be more emotional. You can argue about it, but it's, and why is it that male-female relationships, so many of them break down? Is it possible that that happens because we are so different? So if I want to have a great relationship with anybody, me as a female with another female or me as a female with another male, is it about me? What do I need to do? Do I need to become tougher, stronger, kinder, wiser, better? And if that person is then attracted to me, whether it's my friend or my personal intimate relationship, that's awesome. But I'm going to ask very personally, if you are in a relationship where you're sacrificing or compromising to try and suit another person, what's going to happen to that relationship? And you might say, well, they sacrifice and compromise for me. But why? Why do you want another person to change to suit you? And I think it's a really important question. The next thing I was given as a special gift is a suggestion of a non-negotiable list (laughs) for relationships. Now, we have those for buying a house, buying a car, going on a holiday, uh, going shopping at the grocery store. This is what I want to buy. This is what I want to put put into my life. This is what I want a house to look like. This is what what kind of car I want. I want a four-cylinder, eight-cylinder electric, blue, pink, purple. I want a four-bedroom house, five-bedroom house, no-bedroom house. We have a list of things that we want. But in relationships, it seems to be, I've got a spark, it must be a good thing. Maybe not. So before you go into a relationship, it's very tough if you're already in one. Because now you're going to be uh, thinking about my non-negotiable list and comparing it to the person that you're in the relationship with. That I think that's a, a reasonable assumption that that could happen. 
but if you want to have a great relationship, could, could it be a great idea to pull yourself out emotionally, physically for a bit? Maybe it's a day, maybe it's a week. And go through and decide what kind of person do I want to have in my life? So there's two parts to that, of course. Who am I? What are my core values? What do I stand for? What do I believe in? What would I die for? And then if I'm going to put somebody into my inner circle, what do I want them to be like? What kind of person do I want? And there are so many people who share with me that they have an idea of what they would of the person that they would like. And when I ask the person that you have a relationship with, are they do they match that list? The answer is often no. And in fact, an aggressive no. It's like, hell no. What I want and what I've got are two completely different things. Well, my question is why? Why would you be, if this is what you want in a relationship, if this is the kind of person that you want to have in your life, why would you then sacrifice and compromise that? And people share that with me. Oh, well, you've got to accept things in other people. Yes, you do. But are you prepared to accept that? Because a non-negotiable standard is I will not accept that. I will not negotiate that. So there's a, there's a couple of interesting things to consider. Would you have a relationship with somebody that was physically violent? Now, to me, that is just a non-negotiable standard. If somebody hits me or, or talks about hitting me or hits other people, and that's funny coming from me because my husband's a martial artist, uh, but he cuddles, gives the guys that he fights a big cuddle at the end of the fight. I'm talking about somebody that is physically aggressive to other people or worse, physically aggressive to me. Uh, that would be a one-time event for me. If somebody came anywhere close to hitting me, that relationship would be over. I'm not forgiving of that. That's it's my negotiable, non-negotiable standard. It might not be yours. But for me, that's a rock solid. If you're going to hit me, we're not having a relationship. Another one for me would be smoking. Uh, I don't like the smell of it. I don't like it as a, as, a, as a thing. Now, I get that people smoke, and I have no judgment for people that do smoke. In fact, I have lots of medical doctors in my life who share with me passionately that they would rather have a, a, a patient that is a fit smoker than an unfit non-smoker because inactivity is a bigger killer now than smoking. But smoking is not something that I want in my life. I don't like it on somebody's breath. I don't like it in this, just had that smell in my house. I don't like it. So to me, that's a non-negotiable standard. Now, it might not be yours, but I'm just asking you to consider what are some of the things that are non-negotiable for you? A third one for me, which sounds a little bit uh, odd, is I could not have a relationship with a messy, dirty person. I just couldn't do it. I'm very tidy, very clean, very organized. Uh, if somebody, and it's not that, how would I rephrase that? If somebody was disrespectful of that, so I don't expect my relationship to be clean and tidy and organized like I am, but to disrespect, disrespect me for that or to treat my uh, circle of influence, so my, my house, my car, my environment disrespectfully, that is not somebody that I could have a personal relationship with. I'm just giving you some ideas because every day, and I'm sure you do too, you invest time with or have people in your life whose relationships are poor. And if you're going to live your life to the max, be healthy, fit and strong, have a career or business that you love, be financially free and have great people in your life, have a great relationship with yourself, surely that requires some study, some research, some analysation, the word that doesn't exist but I love it, and what kind of person do I have to become to attract the kind of person I want? And I'm going to keep asking that question because I really think it's unfair to expect somebody to change to suit me. What do you think? 
I want to be me and I want the people in my life to love me for who I am, not try and change me. And I think the same is fair. I want If you want to have somebody in your life, should you love them, not try and change them to suit you? I think it's a great question. Last but not least, there are some communication things that may happen in a relationship where you you love the person, they love you, but things aren't connecting effectively. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to give you the golden gift that was given to me, which is I don't understand you. Because I'm not you, I don't understand. And usually if you have a fight with somebody, that's where that fight goes, doesn't it? You just don't understand. Well, I don't have fights with people for this reason. Because if somebody doesn't understand where I'm coming from, I use the beautiful gift, which is, again, a gift that was given to me from the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which is seek first to understand before you seek to be understood. So I aim to understand the person that I'm in a relationship with. So please explain to me where you're coming from, why you believe that, why that's important to you, because I don't understand I'm not you. But if you're ever in a tense situation where two people are not getting on very well, could it be a really good idea to just stop, take a breath and ask that question? Please explain. I don't understand because I'm not you, but I care about you. I love you and I want to understand. So please, can you talk to me? See, that's not being indifferent. If the opposite to love is indifference, if you're indifferent to somebody, you wouldn't care about their opinion. You wouldn't want to try and understand. But if you do love and care about somebody, do you want to understand where they're coming from and why? And I think it's a, it's a beautiful gift. It's made my life completely different obviously a lot less stressful and my relationships much more beautiful because every time there's a tense situation I always ask that question I would love to understand where you're coming from I don't because I'm not you I don't because I'm not a male I don't because I'm not a child I don't because I'm not a grandparent but I want to understand so please talk to me so if you want great relationships are you the person that will attract great people into your life even if you don't it doesn't matter because you love who you are But is it possible that if you are a person of value, of character, of positive attitude, if you're an optimist, if you're positive, if you're fun to be around, is it possible that you'll attract those kinds of people? And here's a very harsh question. If you're negative, if you gossip, if you criticize, if you treat people badly, if you don't look after yourself, is it possible that you could attract that kind of person into your life and then get bitter and twisted because you're only attracting those kind of people into your life? If you analyze the relationships that you've had in your life, is there a pattern? Uh, Are there certain things that keep coming up where you go, oh, that happened in my last relationship and that happened in my last relationship. Oh, God, that always happens in my relationships. Well, maybe it's not the other person. Maybe it's me. Maybe I need to look at me and say, what am I doing that's attracting that kind of person into my life? What am I doing that uh, those, those characteristics keep showing up in my life? It's a bit like that great quote, every meal I've ever eaten, I was there. Everything I've ever done, I was there. Every relationship I've ever been in, I was there. So is it the other person's fault or is it mine? Same as we get to choose everything that we eat. We choose whether or not we exercise. We choose whether or not we have a career or business that we love. We choose whether or not we spend our money wasted or invest it. We get to choose who we have in our life. So could we be choosing differently? And if we need to choose differently, could it be more about us than it is about the other person? May your life be filled with beautiful people who respect you and love you because you respect and love yourself. Could that be living life to the max? Super duper do. How are you? I'm sure you are amazing because you look after you. Woohoo!